Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. I'm Dennis McIntyre with my lovely wife, Lisa. It's great to be with you again. It is great to be with you too. It's it's always fun to be with you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> okay, now tell the truth. Most of the time, a pleasure. Okay, 50% of the time, it's a pleasure. Hey, well, at least it's a pleasure right now, right? Yeah. Okay, well, well, at the end, we'll figure out if it's still a pleasure. So, Lisa, one thing we were talking about doing is we're going to go through the eight qualities of drama for teens and kind of chapter by chapter just give some new additional insights. I mean, many of our listeners have already read the book and purchased the book and probably even purchased the online course. And we, we want to go through and just give some additional insights for that. So, yeah, so if you have your book, your drama for teens book, we're on chapter two. Okay, so we want to talk about you can't change what you don't see. You know, and that feedback really is this fuel for changing behavior. We, we talked about last week how behavior changes everything. Behavior is the driver for outcomes. Nothing changes until behavior changes. And But I think we have to step back and go, well, what are some of those processes? Because we learned what are the drama-free behaviors and how to play the drama-free part by doing some of those behaviors but now how do we change certain behaviors yeah um even though most people say they like to know the truth and they want to really know what's going on most people don't really want to hear the truth because the truth is hard i I mean the truth can hurt your feelings the truth can hurt your feelings and but honestly until you know the truth you don't know that a behavior is destructive yeah, and I think, you know, a great reality is, is that nothing changes until you just tell the truth. Just tell the truth on where the situation really is. Not that it's going to stay that way or be that way forever, but tell the truth. And the interesting thing about the truth is the truth is your truth, but that might not be the same truth for the other person. So Dennis and I, if we are having a conversation or there's a situation that we need to deal with, he has a truth and I have a truth. And even though it's the same situation, we have completely different perspectives because we're unique individuals with our own set of emotions and our own set of baggage. And so my truth about a situation could be completely different than what his truth is. I don't think I have any baggage. You have no baggage. Not now, we've we've beaten it all out of you. The baggage is gone. You know, and I think here's here's part of the reason why truth is so powerful is because your brain works with your truth. Right. Your brain always works with the truth. And I think it's super important to think about this. You can either have a drama-free brain and work with the truth or have a drama-full brain and work with stories that you've made up. And I think it's super important to think your brain works best when it's working with the truth. Do you have a good example of that? Um, I was thinking, so this is just a simple uh, example. So growing up, uh, you had a father and he said a particular phrase. I'm I'm trying to pull a phrase up here. I'm Um, not even sure, just a phrase. A phrase. And that phrase was a negative phrase. It was not he could have said, wow, the weather is something today. And that was meant as a negative phrase. But now that you are in a work environment or in a marriage or a relationship with your kids, someone says, wow, the weather is something today because it's beautiful. It's sunny. It's the flowers are blooming. 
and you immediately go to that negative space. Well, no one else in the room is going to go to the negative space with that saying. And so that's why my truth is completely different than your truth. Yeah, it almost becomes this triggering event because of the past really the stories that we tell ourselves currently not i was going to say the past story but really it's it's the current story that my brain is telling myself in regards to past events or in regards to current events it's amazing right so get the drama out of your brain exactly yeah so exactly i i heard a really great uh phrase uh the other day i was listening to a podcast and the statement was don't believe everything you think you don't believe everything your brain tells you. Don't believe everything your brain tells you. So always work with the truth. Your brain works best with the truth. And so many times, you know, we hear people say, oh my gosh, just tell me the truth. And then you tell the truth and then they get mad. Yeah. And then it doesn't help anybody. But the truth is that feedback is a gift. It really is. And the truth sets you free. And the truth sets you free. Our favorite leader said that you'll know the truth. And that truth will set you free. Yes, because so, until you know what the truth is, you don't even realize that you could be held back in an area. Yeah, so it's amazing. People get upset about feedback or when they hear the truth because they don't see it as a gift. They see it as a negative. So I think we got to flip the switch and say, wow, that's a tremendous gift. Even if it hurts, you disagree with it, maybe don't even think it's true, but it is a gift. And how you can flip that is you thank the person. The person that gives you feedback, even if it hurts, tell them thank you and come up with why you're thankful. Wow, thank you so much for that feedback. I appreciate insight into my behavior um, that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And when you are thankful, it completely changes your perspective on things. So it can take that sting of feedback and actually turn it to a little bit more positive, into a little bit more of a positive experience, even if it still hurts. Yeah, or thinking that they cared enough to actually have the conversation, actually say something, because how many people that we see, and we've all done it, right? We've seen somebody like make poor choices or have certain behavior, and we never, we never had a conversation. And one thing that's really important to understand about feedback is, Uh, Many times feedback is really good, but feedback is also based on that person's truth. So I can give you feedback based on my truth and because I'm seeing your behavior as a certain way. And when I give you that feedback, you have to stop and think, oh, wait a minute. I was misrepresented or I was misunderstood. That's not actually how I meant it to come across. Or that's not how I meant it to, that's not the result I meant to have happen. And because we all have our own truth. And that just is some great awareness to know, hmm, so when I do that around other people, they may think that same thing. They may they may take that behavior or that action as something that would hurt them. Yeah, so we want to treat it like a gift, thank the person, and then we want to unwrap the gift, right? If I get it a gift, I... I want to unwrap it, which means I, I want to look at it. And what happens many times, Lisa, is that maybe feedback is not given properly or maybe poorly. And we kind of like, you know, disregard the message because of the messenger. Right. Don't ever disregard the message because of the messenger, because we're human. And 
I have given feedback many times in a very poor way. And I continue to try to work on that, but the message still has, there's, there's some unwrapping that could be done. There's something that you can learn from every piece of feedback. Right. Even in our marriage, we have this giving and getting of feedback that continues to sharpen us. And we've just learned to unwrap it. And sometimes, I mean, I might say something that hurts you. I don't mean it to hurt you. I know you don't mean it to hurt me, but it does hurt. But instead of me reacting, we just kind of both learn to step back and like mine the gold from, you know, from the dirt of the, oh, that was just a tough thing to hear about myself. But I'm able to mine that gold so that I can be a better person. Right. And it's, there's always gold. There is always some sort of gold in the feedback. Sometimes the entire feedback is gold and other times it's just a little segment of it. It's a nugget. Yeah. So always just, just keep mining the gold. As you're getting feedback, we know sometimes it's tough. We know sometimes it's hard, but just continue to mind the feedback. Now, this is one thing, like in our workshops, like we hear a lot of, and you know, people say, "Well, what do people need the most? You know, do they need encouragement? Do they need motivation?" And you know, I, I think the thing people need the most to get the least of is constructive feedback on their own behavior. And one thing that we encourage leaders to do and even people to do is to solicit feedback. One great question to ask is like, hey, what feedback do you have? And at least I used to always go around asking, hey, do you have any feedback for me? Do you have any feedback for me? And nine times out of 10, people were just saying no. They go, well, great, that was a great conversation, right? But I changed the equation and I started to ask, hey, what feedback do you have for me? Good. We sort of have taking the negative, but there's a positive feedback too. There's like all this positive that we can receive from people if we just step back and go, hey, what feedback do you have? What, what, you know, what am I doing well? And, you know, because I want to find out what I'm doing well so that I can continue to do more and more of it. And then also be aware of what I'm not doing well so that I can change it. And that's, that's really good because that just points out that not all feedback is negative. We've talked about the negative side or the difference of opinions, the difference in truth, but positive feedback is just as important. And I, my question to you is, when was the last time you gave positive feedback? That's a good thing to ask ourselves. My question to me is, how, how good am I? How disciplined am I at giving positive feedback? We, we tend to see the things that need to be corrected. We tend to see the things that need to be fixed or the things that went wrong. But how often do we encourage other people with, man, you just did a great job today with whatever. Yeah, it, and it's amazing how far positive feedback takes you. And when you give positive feedback, you don't just say, man, you did a great job. Give the specific Man, you did a great job talking to um, our uh, that person that works for us and encouraging them um, in their their timeliness of manner in the way that how quickly they get things done. It's it's powerful. So I I mean I think all of this positive feedback, maybe constructive feedback, it's all about awareness, right? Because if you can't see it. You can't change it. And that's really the goal of feedback. Many times people, people can't even see what they do well. But one of the things we ask in our workshops is like, hey, what makes you great? And you know when I ask that, Lisa, it's like the crowd goes silent. Because many times people don't even, 
like know even what to say. They're not used to even thinking that way. We're oftentimes so hard on ourselves that we don't celebrate ourselves. Yeah. And, and then whatever we don't celebrate eventually leaves our life. Yeah. And it's even like these gifts. It's like you have gifts, you have abilities, you have talents. And learn to celebrate those talents. Learn to celebrate what you're good at. Because there's there's a reason that you have those talents. There's a reason that you are good at those things. And that's because the world needs your gift. The world needs your talent. The world needs what you are great at. So when you recognize what you're great at, and when you recognize those, those things that you are just excel, you also recognize, hey, someone else doesn't excel in this. Someone else isn't great in this. And I could make their life better just by me being in their life. It's powerful. So I think, you know, the job of really team leaders and as you manage people is really to help people see differently. And feedback is kind of the primary, primary way that that happens. In a leader's job, a lot of it is the giving and getting of feedback. Right, they give teams feedback. They give they get feedback back from their teams. And if you cut off that flow, it's almost like, do you want to be a stream? You want to be a lake that has streams flowing into it, or do you just want to be a swamp? Right, feedback is this flowing in and out of information and dialogue. It's what keeps it alive. It's what keeps the keeps the lake alive. It really is, isn't it? And I mean, how many leaders become kind of swampy? How many marriages become kind of swampy? How many teams become kind of swampy? Because they're siloed, there's no feedback, there's not this giving and getting of dialogue and sharing of meaning, and they become swampy people, swampy leaders. And, you know, I don't know the last time you were in a swamp, last time I was in a swamp, it stunk. And how many teams stink? I mean, isn't that why marriages stink? Because it's like they don't know how to do this feedback because there are things that you tell me at times that, Gosh, I just don't like to hear. They're not very fun. But I wouldn't be, if if there's something that I see uh, that's negative that needs to be adjusted, I would be doing you an injustice being in a relationship with you to not tell you. But also, if there's something I see that you are really great at, I would also be doing you an injustice if I didn't let you know. I'm glad there's nothing I do that's negative. So No, there is not anything that you do that's <laughs> negative. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along here. No, you are amazing. You do a no, no, you are amazing. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, so so let's give them the feedback formula because I think that's really powerful. It's, it's in the book, and leaders and teams have used this to which is tremendous results, and it get it, it allows people to kind of step outside of the bottle of their own behavior, right? Because you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. And all of us are in the bottle of our own behavior because when you're emotionally connected to outcomes, your focus is fuzzy. Your clarity becomes a little cloudy. Like you're it, it, just like with your kids, right? If you're parenting your kids, well, you're emotionally invested in that process. I mean, I'm emotionally invested in my marriage. I'm emotionally invested with my team, with the business, and with other relationships. So I have all these emotions. So they're invested, but then all of a sudden the clarity becomes cloudy. I get in the bottle of my own behavior. So here's a great formula for to kind of step outside of the bottle. And here's how it works. It's when whatever behavior, right? When, for example, when, you know, you're snarky with your kids, uh, when you show up late for work, when you don't do the dishes and pick up after yourself at night, whatever behavior, when behavior, just an action, 
how do you think you show up? How do you, or you could say, how do you think you come across? Or how do you think you're perceived? But it's a way for, it helps people step outside of the bottle of their own behavior and look back at the bottle. Almost like read your own label. Yeah, that's that's really good because when you're in the midst of it, you're too emotionally invested. You're too emotionally involved. And you can't really see what what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that's why we need other people in our life. We've talked a lot about accountability in previous episodes, but it's why having a relationship where iron sharpens iron, you have other people in your life that can help you see it. So we'll give you that formula again. It's when action or behavior happens, when blank happens, how do you think you show up? And the key with that is to not put any emotion with the behavior. It's like, hey, this just happened this action, when this happened, how do you think you came across? How do you think you showed up? And I think even using that on myself, it's like, hey, when when I was kind of snarky with you last night, how do you, I wonder how I kind of came across. And, and you could be snarky because you're hungry. You could be snarky because you're tired. You could be snarky because your dog chewed your rug and you show up then with that snarkiness and you take it out on somebody else. And as far as they know, they are the cause of that snarkiness or there is a problem with your relationship. And there's absolutely nothing going on between that relationship. You just showed up snarky because the dog just ate your rug. And so we've got to sit back and think, wait a minute, how did I show up and why did I show up that way? I wasn't being snarky with you. I was just feeling snarky. And, and I think a key thing for leaders is always knowing how they show up. Right. And helping team members know how they show up because if they can't see it, they can't change it. And really, if you're not giving them feedback, you're doing them a disservice. And so we want to encourage you, listen, care enough about people to confront the situation, to confront the issues. You know, you, you, um, you you found a scripture uh, when we first got married. And um, I really appreciate this scripture because uh, you've kind of lived this. And it's uh, the little foxes spoil the mm-hmm. minds. And I really appreciate that. You always bring up like even a little thing, even a tiny thing. You know, it's like you're just going to bring it up, right? These little foxes that kind of spoil the vine in our relationship. And the story behind that is, is the foxes can, there, there could be a blight and completely wipe out the crop and the vineyard. And um, obviously you would know that the crop is destroyed, but what you don't see is you don't see the foxes that come in at night and nibble on the grapes little by little every night until it comes to harvest and you realize you don't even have enough left to produce any wine. And so that's how it spoils the vine. There are little things that you don't even see that you don't notice until it's too late. So being aware of those little things before it's too late is a huge key. Yeah. So treat feedback like a gift. Thank people, unwrap it, look at it. You know, don't shoot, you know, the messenger because of the message, right? Take a look at the message, mind the gold from the dirt, Give team members feedback, share them, share it with them, have, be open to other people sharing feedback with you. Use the feedback formula. And Lisa, anything else about chapter two? This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Um, how, the question I have is, 
How can you make feedback part of your culture? Think about that. What are some good ways, some good strategies to make feedback part of your culture? We talk about this a lot. If you want to have more information on this, you can go to our website and we've got all kinds of materials yeah. on, on how you can make feedback part of your culture. Yeah, and, every, and everything is culture, right? Your marriage has a culture, your team has a culture, your relationships have a culture. So Lisa, that's a fantastic question. If you haven't bought the book, I mean, go to Amazon or wherever your local bookstore and you can order a copy of The Eight Qualities of Drama-Free Teams. But this has been fun kind of diving into uh, chapter two. And we also have a digital product, an online course, a management course, where we take you through all of the eight qualities and give you even more in-depth in some of the things that we've done here. So you can go to the website, www.leadershipdevgroup.com and get more information about it. But uh, listen, we're going to see you next time. And Lisa, I'm excited because the next episode, we're going to talk about to create ownership, you have to give ownership. And the fact that people rise or fall because of the expectations that we have for them. So we're going to talk about expectations, how to dive into that. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be a good one. That'll be a lot of fun. So join us next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.